Here's Tuesday's edition of Transformation Radio. And now it's time for our reading in the New Testament. Today's narrative comes from the book of John, chapter 3, verse 22. We'll read through chapter 4, verse 3. Here's a brief commentary on what we'll be narrating today. Now, many people don't want their lives exposed to God's light because they're afraid of what's going to be revealed. They don't want to be changed. Hey, don't be surprised when these same people are threatened by your desire to obey God and do what's right because they're afraid that the light in you may expose some of the darkness in them. Rather than giving in to discouragement, keep praying that they come to see how much better it is to live in light than in darkness. Some people look for points of disagreement so they can sow seeds of discord, discontent, and doubt. John the Baptist ended this theological argument by focusing on his devotion to Christ. It is divisive to try to force others to believe our way. Instead, let's witness about what Christ has done for us. How can anyone argue with us about that? John the Baptist's disciples were disturbed because people were following Jesus instead of John. It's easy to grow jealous of the popularity of another person's ministry. But we must remember that our true mission is to influence people to follow Christ, not us. John's willingness to decrease in importance shows unusual humility. Pastors and other Christian leaders can be tempted to focus more on the success of their ministries than on Christ. Beware of those who put more emphasis on their own achievements than on God's kingdom. Jesus' testimony was trustworthy because he had come from heaven and was speaking of what he had seen there. His words were the very words of God. Your whole spiritual life depends on your answer to one question. Who is Jesus Christ? If you accept Jesus as only a prophet or teacher, then you have to reject his teaching, for he claimed to be God's son, even God himself. See the heartbeat of John's gospel here is the dynamic truth that Jesus Christ is God's Son. You know, like Father, like Son. He's also the Messiah, the Savior, who existed from the beginning and will continue to live forever. The same Jesus has invited us to accept Him and live with Him eternally. Now, when we understand who Jesus is, we are compelled to believe what He said. All right, with that, let's begin our reading today, here in the New Testament. May 5th, the New Testament, John chapter 4, verses 4 through 42. He, Jesus, had to go through Samaria on the way. Eventually he came to the Samaritan village of Sychar, near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well about noontime. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, And Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink. He was alone at the time, because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised, for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, If you only knew the gift God has for you, and who you are speaking to, you would ask me, and I would give you living water. But, sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said, and this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us this well? 
How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? Jesus replied, Anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again, but those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Please, sir, the woman said, give me this water, then I'll never be thirsty again, and I won't have to come here to get water. Go and get your husband, Jesus told her. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, You're right, you don't have a husband, for you've had five husbands, and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. Sir, the woman said, you must be a prophet. So tell me, why is it that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship, while we Samaritans claim it is here, at Mount Gerizim, where our ancestors worshipped? Jesus replied, Believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship, while we Jews know all about him, for salvation comes through the Jews. But the time is coming, indeed it's here now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. For God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know the Messiah is coming, the one who is called Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. Just then his disciples came back. They were shocked to find him talking to a woman, but none of them had the nerve to ask, What do you want with her? Or, Why are you talking to her? The woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village, telling everyone, Come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging Jesus, Rabbi, eat something. But Jesus replied, I have a kind of food you know nothing about. Did someone bring him food while we were gone? The disciples asked each other. Then Jesus explained, My nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me, and from finishing his work. You know the saying, Four months between planting and harvest. But I say, Wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. The harvesters are paid good wages, and the fruit they harvest is people brought to eternal life. What joy awaits both the planter and the harvester alike! You know the saying, One plants and another harvests, and it's true. I sent you to harvest where you didn't plant. Others had already done the work, and now you will get to gather the harvest. Many Samaritans from the village believed in Jesus, because the woman had said, He told me everything I ever did. When they came out to see him, they begged him to stay in their village. So he stayed for two days, long enough for many more to hear his message and believe. Then they said to the woman, Now we believe, not just because of what you told us, but because we have heard him ourselves. Now we know that he is indeed the Savior of the world. Psalm 104, verses 24 through 35. Now creation is filled with stunning variety. 
revealing the rich creativity, goodness, and wisdom of our loving God. As you observe your natural surroundings, thank God for His creativity. Take a fresh look at people, seeing each one as God's unique creation, with His or her own special talents and abilities and gifts. Here's the mention of the great sea creature, Leviathan. It almost certainly refers to a large and active sea monster of some type, because uh, he was unable to be uh, taken in or killed by anyone. Psalm 105 expresses God's sovereignty in history. This psalm tells of His sovereignty over all creation. God has supreme, unlimited power over the entire universe. He creates, He preserves, He governs. As we understand God's power, we realize that He is sufficient to handle our lives. Psalm 105, verses 1 through 15. Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim His greatness. Let the whole world know what He has done. Sing to Him, yes, sing His praises. Tell everyone about His wonderful deeds. Exult in His holy name. Rejoice, you who worship the Lord. Search for the Lord and for His strength. Continually seek Him. Remember the wonders He has performed, His miracles, and the rulings He has given. You children of His servant Abraham, you descendants of Jacob, His chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. His justice is seen throughout the land. He always stands by His covenant, the commitment He made to a thousand generations. This is the covenant He made with Abraham and the oath He swore to Isaac. He confirmed it to Jacob as a decree and to the people of Israel as a never-ending covenant. I will give you the land of Canaan as your special possession. He said this when they were few in number, a tiny group of strangers in Canaan. They wandered from nation to nation from one kingdom to another. Yet he did not let anyone oppress them. He warned kings on their behalf, Do not touch my chosen people, and do not hurt my prophets. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 25. A truthful witness saves lives, but a false witness is a traitor. Of sin and darkness Who 
You done, but now you can give me your one and only son. And I tried to fathom till all that you are, but let's so follow. You're so beyond me, and a part and in reverence, and a part and in fear. So I'm asking you, Lord, won't you please draw near to open my eyes so that I can see how you are, so working in me. All I need is your love, so come and fill. 
So faithful to the why that you give me the blessings that you do, that glory be known, that glory be shown to lift you up onto the throne. You are my God, you are my King. To you I give, I give you everything. All I need is your love. So come and fill this heart of mine. Out is a desert that is gone dry. I need your love to carry me by. All I need is your love. So come and fill this heart of mine. Out is a desert that is gone dry. I need your love to carry me by, 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 by. To carry me by, 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 by. To carry me by, for love and by. I need your love to carry me by. Would you come and feel this heart of mine? 'Cause I can't do it alone. And here I stand with my my arms open wide, asking for you to come up inside. Would you come and feel my soul? 'Cause I need your love. I cannot do it alone. No, no. Would you come and feel my soul? 'Cause all I need, all I need, all I need is you, my God. All I need is. Your love to come and fill this heart of mine. Out is a desert that is gone dry. Need your love to carry me by. All I need is your love to come and fill this heart of mine. Out is a desert that is gone dry. I need your love to carry me by, 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 by. To carry me by, 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 by. To carry me by, for love and by. Here's today's in touch devotion. Today's scripture reading begins in verse seven of Philippians chapter three. But whatever things were gain to me, those things I have counted as loss for the sake of Christ. More than that, I count all things to be loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them but rubbish, so that I may gain Christ, and may be found in Him, not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith, that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings, being conformed to His death. In order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. It's a tragedy that many people go through life without ever becoming acquainted with their Creator. To overlook that relationship is to miss the purpose for their existence and the greatest privilege available to mankind: knowing God. And Christians can undervalue the honor of getting to know Christ more intimately. 
Paul's all-consuming passion to know God caused him to count everything else as worthless in comparison to that tremendous blessing. Though believers can accept Christ as their Savior, faithfully serve Him, and anticipate being with Him in heaven, many have no hunger to know Him right now. How can we be satisfied with simply being saved and have so little interest in the most gratifying relationship available to us? Pursuing Christ with passion requires sacrifice, spending time with the Lord, surrendering our will, and knowing Him through suffering. Although salvation is a free gift, intimacy with God is a costly process, but the rewards are invaluable and eternal. Our culture floods us with distractions that can fill our minds and hearts, leaving us indifferent about developing a deeper relationship with Christ. Some people even substitute learning facts about the Lord for knowing Him relationally. Find what is hindering your passion for God. Consider ways to carve out time each day to be alone with Him. As you go about your routine, seek His guidance and listen for His voice. You too will eventually count everything else as rubbish compared to knowing Christ. I'm feeling so small I'm standing here weeping As I'm coming clean Of the secrets I'm keeping Cause I've caused so much pain To the ones I love the most And I'm falling apart As I carry my heart To your throne I am completely surrendering
It's hanging over him like the clouds of Seattle. It raining on the swag, falling deeper in the saddle. It's written on his face, he don't have to speak a sound. Somebody call the five, oh, we got a man down. Now you can go and play it like you're all rock and roll. But guilt does a job on each and every man's soul. And when your head hits the pillow at the nightfall, you can bet your life that it's gonna be a fight, y'all. Cause we all make mistakes sometimes. And we've all stepped across that line. But nothing sweeter than the day we find Forgiveness, forgiveness And we all still and we fall Bridges burn in the heat of it all But nothing sweeter than the day Sweeter than the day we call Out for forgiveness We all need, we all need We all need forgiveness We all need, we all need Mr. Lecrae, uh Mama told me what I would be in for If I kept all the singer inside of me pent up My heart been broken, my wounds been open And I don't know if I can hear I'm sorry being spoken But those forgiven much should be quicker to give it And God forgave me for it all, Jesus bled forgiveness So when the stones fly and they ain't the you Just say forgive them, Father, they know not what they do Now you can go and play it like you're all rock and roll But kill does a job on each and every man's soul And when your head is the pillow at the nightfall You can bet your life that it's gonna be a fight, yo Cause we all make mistakes sometimes And we've all stepped across that line But nothing's sweeter than the day we find Forgiveness, forgiveness And we all still let me fall from Bridges burn in the heat of it all But nothing's sweeter than the day Sweeter than the day we call No matter how long 
The word is joy. Susan Bell, a software specialist from Albuquerque, New Mexico, sent it in. Joy is a great word. In fact, when a, when a lady's named Joy, I always go to her and say, what a great name they gave you. You know, I hope you're living up to it. I, you know, <laughs> I hope you have joy in your life. And, and joy is a choice word. It really is. People who have joy choose to have joy. It, you know, I know these people say, well, boy, I'm waiting for somebody to bring joy into my life. People don't bring joy into your life. You've got to make joy in your life. In fact, an expression I love is fake joy is better than genuine depression, okay? And I know these people who, who just kind of are genuinely depressed and they depress me. Come on, just start having some fake joy. It, it, it beats genuine depression every day because can I tell you something? If you make yourself have joy soon, You'll have joy because joy is a result of a choice. Joy is not a result of something that just happened to you good because if something happens to you bad, you'd lose it. People with genuine joy every day choose to have it. It's your choice. Make it today and have some real joy.
Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Make sure to tune in tomorrow for the next edition of Transformation Radio.